baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You know, Laura in the newsroom has done an amazing job today reporting on the funeral of the uh, two officers and the medic firefighter from Burnsville. And I saw Amy Hockert from Fox 9 tweet something that I think was uh, really interesting. Just a just a couple of minutes ago, she says. It's taking courage to publicly back the blue for the last few years. This week showed us the best of them. And there are many more out there like Ruby Elmstrad and Finseth. I hope part of their legacy is to make it okay to openly support law enforcement again. The good ones. They need it. And I, it really has me thinking about that because I think we've been very clear on this show in our support for excellent law enforcement. We have guests on the show all the time from law enforcement. We talk about heroic stories. We talk about one of, one of my favorite interviews we did over the last six months was with uh, the fire chief. Butch Inks in St. Paul talking about how heroic his firefighters were going into that burning house that had all those kids in there. Right. But Amy is right. Amy's right. Yep. Because whenever over the last six years, over the last four years, since the murder of George Floyd, I've I've thought twice about saying something positive. Not that I was double not that not that I wasn't a hundred percent positive. Right. But that I knew if you say something nice about police, which you can go through my Twitter and find the plenty of times that I've done it, you get all the people accusing you of copaganda. All your, you know, on and on. And so sometimes instead of dealing with the backlash, I'd just say nothing. You're like, eh, it's not worth riling people up when I'm trying to say something nice. So I think, you know, I heard Chad talking about this earlier, sort of pushing back on the suggestion that media is anti-police. And I, I agree with him. I think media is overwhelmingly pro-police and Amy Hockard is right that we have had a little bit of self-censorship and there there was a discussion we had on the show not too long ago about Hennepin County I was moderating a forum with different law enforcement agencies talking about safety in downtown Minneapolis and One of the things the Hennepin County Sheriff said is that, you know, in some suburbs, you've got signs all over the 
place that say, we support our police. Mm -hmm. She's like, you would never see that in Minneapolis. And I, I don't know. Here's the problem. The we back the blue rhetoric largely comes out in defense of an officer accused of doing something crappy. And so when you're talking about the day to day, like sort of the people who reflexively 100 percent sort of you get the sense that some of them like like authoritarianism. Those folks all come out no matter what an officer does and are swearing up and down that it's the criminal's fault or it's this person's fault or if this person wasn't high or if this person didn't, you know, it's always that. And so well-meaning people who do support the police, I think, like I'm saying I have at times, have self-censored because you don't want to be associated with what is sometimes a racist or overwhelmingly authoritarian viewpoint when the people bring out the thin blue line signs in defense of Derek Chauvin. And then, you know, you also, at least from my perspective, like I don't want to be the like, you don't want to be defund the defund and we don't need them and we can do it ourselves. So it is, I, I just wonder your thoughts oh. on that, because I think it's so interesting from Amy. And if you want to weigh in, 651-461-9226. This wasn't what I meant to talk about at this time, but it just, with all the emotions of yeah. seeing the funeral today in Burnsville, I, I think Amy's landed on something pretty pretty profound there. I think you know what we saw today, if we saw anything, is the massive public support for first responders that exists in this state and in this community. So any accusation that the communities don't support their cops and don't support their firefighters, I think, was kind of blown away by what we saw today. But to your point, this idea of policing and specifically good policing versus bad policing has become politicized. And like everything that becomes politicized, it's therefore hyperpolarized and everything becomes a strict binary. You either back police no matter what, yeah, or right. you're a defund the police crazy liberal. There's there's no middle ground. There's no nuance anymore when we have these type of discussions, and that's the bane of our public discourse right now. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible thing that's happened that we can't have conversations anymore and say, look, ninety five percent of the police out there are amazing and they're heroes and they do it's probably even higher, work. but yeah, probably yeah. But there is a problem. That's leading to these particularly bad apples, right? It's not a bad apple. There are multiple bad apples. And there are systemic yeah. issues that are helping to lead towards those things. And we need to fix that. We need to do better than that. And we can do better than that. And simply pointing that part out doesn't mean that yeah. you hate or lump the other 95% or whatever it is in with them. Right. It doesn't have to mean we can have both conversations. We can look at what happened today and talk about these three individuals as the heroes that they are and give them the love and support that they absolutely deserve and say at the same time there's still some issues with policing that we need to work on. Those two things aren't diametrically yeah. opposed, yet if you listen to the rhetoric, you would think that they had to be. And that's sad to me. Yeah, I I have come around on the idea, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, are there a few bad apples? I would say yes. Yeah. 
And today, I would disagree with that assertion. I do think that when you look at the the training and you look at the mindset, after 9-11, we shifted to sort of a warrior mindset in our law enforcement training. And indeed, every time you stop someone, there is the chance that something could go wrong. Plus, if you approach every stop as if it's a potential deadly encounter, well, you're probably going to end up escalating a lot of situations that didn't need to be escalated. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So I think as we learn, we learn that we may be systemically doing things in a way that that isn't optimal, that it could be better. And that's all. But I do think, like, just as I try to be frank and be honest with you guys and be honest with myself, that Amy saying, and Amy comes at this, you know, she's been on the show before. Amy Hockert's an anchor at Fox 9. She's been on the show. Her husband is in federal law enforcement. Her dad is a former deputy sheriff. And she's reported on countless people who have, just just like I have, who have suffered and died at the hands of bad police work. Countless may be exaggerating, but you know. You live in sort of both sides of that. And I do think that we can do a better job of of speaking up and pointing out the good. And, you know, my response to that used to be like, well, the good is the expected. Like that is why, why would you make a big deal out of somebody doing a good job? Like, that's their job. That's they're supposed to do, yeah. And we do make a, you know, when the police go shopping with underprivileged kids for mm-hmm. Christmas, you see those stories. Like, the, you see a lot more. Po- I think people don't realize how many positive stories there are about law enforcement. But I do think those of us who have uh, the ability to express an opinion, you know, maybe maybe seeing the outpouring this week and being reminded of the real heroism and danger that does happen in this job, that maybe it will give people more, more confidence. I would say like those of you who feel that way, that which again, it's the vast majority of people who support police want police. You know, it would help if you guys would have our backs every once in a while when, like, the angry mob is coming after you. So so that would be helpful, too. Because it does get, like, I mean, the people who do not want policing under any circumstance, uh, 
you hear from them. Social media is a different way. Like we, we talk about this all the time, right? That yeah. We have to remind ourselves that social media isn't real life. That the pitchforks and torches that come out on social media represent a very small, very vocal, but a very small minority of opinion. Yeah. But it's hard. It, it, it's not always easy to remember that when you're getting deluged. Yeah. Any, I'll read some text. Lots of good text coming in. Any comment about bl- backing the blue is twisted into being racist. Now, I do think that if, because this is what happens. Yeah. After Derek Chauvin did something absolutely trash, absolutely trash, so many ding-dongs came out to his defense. And I'll tell you what, I interviewed dozens of police officers who were like, what Derek Chauvin did is indefensible. And yet, everybody started hanging their their uh, thin blue line flags in defense of Derek Chauvin. So sort of that sentiment of backing the blue got co-opted by people who who I think were being racist. So that is that is sort of what happened. That is what happened there. I don't really think the media hates the police. I think you at CCO do an outstanding job. What I see in here is media just jumping over all over a bad cop and what they did. And they should to a certain extent. But you don't really hear a lot about all the great things police do. You know, I I would say to all of you guys, if you hear of something or have a story in your community about something great that law enforcement or police officers are doing, you know, my email is jason at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. I want to know about it. Like we love highlighting those kind of stories. It is true that what the media news, you know, local news and newspaper generally reports on is what goes wrong. And so, yeah, like if someone gets killed in a scenario where it shouldn't, then it's going to get a lot of coverage. I think, on the other hand, if you look at like uh, the state trooper case, uh where the, the two troopers were being pulled away on in uh, Minneapolis. That case, uh, and that's where Ryan Londergren was charged with the uh, killing of Ricky Cobb. I think the coverage of that has been very, like, nuanced about how tricky that scenario is. Yep. But you should keep calling out the media if if... You know, you think the coverage is bad, but let us know if those stories are good, because I want to tell those I want to tell those stories. Uh, Let's take a break. D rush hour news headlines coming up in just a minute. Lots of interesting stories in there. We'll talk about a sort of controversial comedian in town right now. Pilots in Lake Elmo being asked to do a number of things to keep it down. And what is Andre Agassi and a Minnesota company doing about pickleball? All of that as we continue on CCO. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.